Welcome to It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicle's political podcast. I am Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political writer, and today we're talking about young people voting. We're talking you know, like 18 to 24, that crew, and our guest is Carolyn DeWitt. She's the executive director of Rock the Vote. I know what you're thinking, Rock the Vote, is that still a thing? Is it, wasn't it like Madonna times? No. We're, Rock the Vote is still a major thing, and we're going to talk to her about whether young people are going to vote. They are critical to Democrats that they're going to flip the House this fall. We also talked to her about how the organization is coming out against Judge Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court confirmation, which is unusual for them, and some breaking news involving Rock the Vote and the Golden State Warriors. Hear all of that next on It's All Political. Colin DeWitt, welcome to It's All Political. Hi, thanks for having me. We are here at the San Francisco uh, Chronicle recording this, and uh, let's uh, we have a couple couple breaking news items here. <laughs> we <laughs> so do. We do have some breaking we news. We do. Items. First of all, you guys, um, uh, the uh, top of the nation's media diet right now is uh, uh, the Supreme Court confirmation hearings. You guys are coming out against Judge Kavanaugh. Tell us, I mean, is that unusual for Rock the Vote to, to come out against the Supreme Court uh, confirmation? So uh, it's not, it is unusual in the sense that we have put out statements or joined statements before, and we are part of a big coalition this year um, or in this time uh, called For Our Future, which is a group of youth uh, organizations that uh, work to get young people civically engaged, but also represent their interest. And so uh, we're very much publicly coming out. Um, we have put out a statement about the reasons why we're against his, his nomination and also uh, are activating our lists in a very big way. And how, how big are your lists? Uh, our lists are about uh, 3.7 million. Wow. And uh, particularly, you are focusing on a couple of key states. Which, which are those states? <laughs> we have, yes. We've put out uh, alerts to, to our list, but in specifically Arizona, uh, Maine, and Alaska, of course, and um, encouraging our you know young people on our list to call their senators to express their views on the nomination. And, of course, those are the uh, states of the swing votes here, and believed to be the swing votes, Jeff, the states of Jeff Flake, Senator. Jeff Flake, Senator Susan Collins in Maine, and Senator Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. Um, so, I mean, uh, but this is somewhat unusual for you guys to, to do that. Why Kavanaugh? Well, um, we, you know, Supreme Court positions are lifetime mm -hmm. positions, and the individuals who are going to be <clears throat> most affected by this are young people. And we are at a critical time in our democracy, and certainly with the nomination of, of Brett Kavanaugh, um, at a critical time where the consequences of his nomination and of his of, um, him becoming a Supreme Court justice could completely alter our country um, and the futures of young people. So we've seen where he falls uh, on the issues that are really important to young people from everything of calling uh, birth control, abortion inducing drugs to his, um, you know, siding on the favor of uh, assault weapons. Um, 
seeing how you know the the youth generation is one of the is the largest and most diverse generation in our country's history. Uh, we've seen him take sides against for affirmative action, but for school vouchers. And so what you eventually would get with that is uh, segregation again. Um, and so they're just. Uh, uh, on basically every issue that we see young people care about, he comes out um, on the other side of it. So, um, and I, just to be clear, and I've always uh, kind of had problems with this because of figuring this out, is but Rock the Vote is technically nonpartisan. That's right. Yeah, we're Which, a we're a five hundred one c three. We're a nonpartisan nonprofit. Um, so this is not about partisanship. Right. This is really just about the issues that young people care about and are very um, passionate about. But you guys are, are toeing the line. You know, a lot of the time, like right after President Trump was elected, you wrote this on Medium. This is a jarring day for millennial voters who voted overwhelmingly for Secretary Clinton and for progressive candidates down the ticket. Too many of us navigated archaic and confusing election laws, direct and indirect voter suppression, significantly under-resourced election systems, and our own frustration with the state of the race and politics overall. But what remains true is if you back up far enough to see the full picture in our, that is that our country has been moving steadily in a progressive direction led largely by diverse and tolerant millennials across the country on issues of marriage equality, criminal justice, economic opportunity, and environmental protection. And I know that our seven Republican listeners were, are going to be say, oh my God, this, these guys are a bunch of socialists. They are, they are progressives. How do you explain that? How you walk the line? How I walk, yeah. Um, well, we represent young people. And the truth is, young people have been on the forefront of progressive issues. That's not something that's happening in the last two years or the last five years. That has you know, been going on since the Vietnam War and probably before that, right? And um, and certainly we've seen an, an expediting of these progressive issues over the last several years from, you know, um, young people being leading Occupy Wall Street to Black Lives Matter protests to, you know, more recently the March for Our Lives um, and same-sex marriage, you know, pushing same-sex marriage across in, in the states and then at the federal level. Um, and so what you certainly see is this is a progressive generation, much more so even than previous generations. I mean, the Tufts uh, Circle, which is um, mm -hmm. a research uh, institute out of Tufts, has done some really interesting surveys about young people are, are increasingly more progressive, but actually less partisan. Um, and so that's very much where we, we see ourselves as representing this very progressive generation. And the less, and that's very true in California mm -hmm. too, uh, where when young people are registering, they're registered declined to state. That's right. Voters. And the reason is because they're sick of politics and the right. way it's practiced right now. And you probably hear that all the time, right? All the time. Yeah. There's, um, you know, there's a huge disconnect, I think, for young people of, of not understanding the power of civic engagement and what they can do. And a lot of that actually comes back to education, which we can talk about in a minute too. Yeah. But, um, but that's what, that's absolutely what we see is they care so passionately about these issues that they're willing to be in the streets about them. But then, you know, taking that to the next level and making sure that they have the resources and information that they need to actually engage you know, uh, where it probably matters most is at the ballot box. Well, what, that's always been so frustrating to me. Even, you know, I've always been like a nerdy kid. You know, I was the mm -hmm. kid in the, you know, fourth grade doing the election bulletin board. You know, that, but yeah. but most people, they, they, there's, uh, they don't care. They're frustrated or they think the system doesn't uh, affect them. Uh, in 2016, uh, I did a story about a, you know, one of the million voter, you know, startup, uh, startups that, that try to help people to vote. 
and they uh, they told me that one reason was um, uh, young people didn't know how to get a stamp or to put a stamp on. I was like, oh, come on, come on, brother. <laughs> well, the stamp. Also, the stamp that thing. doesn't sound quite right. But no, no, but, no. but they but they were like, oh, you have to print out a form. But they were making an excellent point about the archaic system Absolutely. that we have because this is a generation that is used to uh, using Lyft and uh, right. And, you can and order your dinner you and, order your on dinner. your app, right? Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. is that so they are able to dissect the issues and have great uh, takes on the issues. Get out in the streets, lobby. But when it comes to voting, they're like, I don't vote. What? What is that? I don't understand. I still don't understand that. Yeah. To make that last leap. Well, that is actually an area that Rock the Vote has been at the forefront of for a long time. And we actually created the first online voter registration tool in 1999 before any state was doing online voter registration. Um, and so we uh, power a lot of the movements that are happening and a lot of our partners. So, for instance, <clears throat> you know, we've seen a lot of improvement over the last several years just in states that have adopted online voter registration. There's still a lot more work to do, certainly. Um, but in 2016, we had 900 partners use our technology to register 1.7 million uh, young people. And so, uh, and when individuals are go into our system, whether it's a partner tool or whether it's our tool, they actually get automatically signed up for our get out the vote program, hmm. which, uh, we match those individuals back to the voter file. So we're not looking at polls. We're not looking at exit surveys. We actually go back six, seven months when the voter file is updated, match our list back to theirs, and we have historically turned out voters at more than 30 points. Because young people are moving around a lot, especially in the, your target demographic is eight, 18 to 24. With Rocky yeah, Rocky. 18 to 24, 25 sometimes too. Yep. Okay. So mm -hmm. the big question here, uh, if you know, there's so much talk about, oh, there's going to be a blue wave and anywhere from the latest estimates or 25 to 40 seats could flip. Now these are contingent a lot on the quote-unquote voter energy uh, on the uh, Democratic side to get young people out to vote. Um, so, th and correct me if I'm wrong on these numbers, but young people are basically about 30% of the voting age population, correct? Just above, Just yep. about there, okay. Mm -hmm. The last midterms, only 16% of eligible voters between 18 and 29, a little bit broader than your demo, bothered to vote. And uh, in midterms over the last two decades, turnout by young people is, is about 38 points below the turnout rate of people 60 and over. So what is you you are out there, you you see what's going on. Are young people going to vote in greater numbers and and, and numbers? I mean, anything's better than 16 percent. What are you seeing? Uh Yes, we are seeing a lot of a lot of engagement. I think there's a lot of education and a lot of mobilization that we still have to do in reaching those. Not just you know making sure that those registered voters actually turn out, um, and a lot of that has to do honestly with education, uh, even being aware that there is a midterm election and what that actually means, um, but also reaching those individuals who aren't registered, who aren't part of the process at all, um, is a big piece. So we are seeing, you know, just to give you some numbers, so National Voter Registration Day was the was September 25th last week, mm -hmm. um, and in 24 hours, we registered just rock the, on Rock the Votes tool, um, 20,000 voters in 24. Uh, among our partners, we then registered another 60,000. So we're at 80,000 uh, registered voters just in 24 hours. Our engagement rates have 
spiked. So those individuals who, so it's, um, if we send out an email or an an SMS, for example, and then someone actually takes an action, um, we're seeing those as high as for SMS, it's over a 3000% increase from last year. Wow. And yeah. is it, can you compare that to past years in terms of engagement rates? What what does that mean, 3,000%? So there's a, that means that people are actually taking action when they didn't before, right? So 3,000, uh, basically, if we say, you know, we want you to register to vote or to check your registration status, make sure that you're actually still on the, on the um, voter roll, uh, or um, to look up, you know, eventually when we turn it, when we um, transition from registration calls to action to get out the vote calls to action it'll be individuals actually looking up their sample ballot or their polling place on our on our website and um, because we offer basically an election center where anyone can can look up that information what is um so what 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 would you be happy with what would be what would be success in terms of a turnout rate among young people? I mean, I, there is work to do until every young person <laughs> right. is give, voting, give me a right? number. Give me a number, Carolyn. Come on. <laughs> um, no, I. You know, I. Here's the thing: Rock the Vote has has uh, historically turned out voters at over 30 points higher than the national youth average. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means in 2014, the number you're referencing, we have 19.9% was the national youth average. Um, we turned out voters at 53%. If we saw 53% turnout in this right of youth, yeah. that, that would change the course of all of these elections. Okay. And so is there any place where you think the youth vote could be any particular races nationally where you're really saying these guys, this here could really swing everywhere. I mean, that's the, uh, that's the incredible thing about this, this year is there is so much at stake across the board. Um, you know, in California, obviously you have the governor's race, you have the Senate race, you have right outside of of the Bay, you have the, was it 10 congressional district 10, right? Um, so there's, that's a central Valley race, Jeff (laughs) Denham. And then you have all the way down the ballot to, to your local election. So, um, uh, again, Circle of Tufts does a, a very nice breakdown of where young people can have the most impact in Senate races and in congressional and, and gubernatorial races. But honestly, if uh, just a few percentage points more of young people actually turned out in midterm elections, it would it would define more than what is highlighted in that. Um, 20% of those young, uh, the millennials uh, in general, are Latino voters. Um, and what, how is your, your progress with those voters? Obviously, key demographic, uh, the, as, as you alluded to earlier, not only are there a couple of tight races, house races here in California and Central mm-hmm. Valley, uh, Orange County, there is uh, uh, roughly a third of the vote is Latino potentially there and these uh, four house races that could uh, help to change the Congress one way or the other. Um, what, what do, are you seeing any uh, what, what's the give us a status update there. yeah absolutely uh, one of our I mean one of the things that groups like rock the vote have to be more focused on and be um, more vocal about is the registration gap and the turnout gap that exists especially in young people so um, <clears throat> you have across the board across the country a huge gap between participation between young people of color and um, white youth and so um, certainly in areas that you mentioned Latino youth are going to be play a big part um, we work with partners like Voto Latino, Mi Familia Vota, local groups who, you know, are on the ground. Um, we have a partnership network that uh, we uh, provide resources to and work with very closely to develop things like voter guides um, mm-hmm. and where we can uh, candidate forums and that sort of thing. So do you think that you, 
how much of a spike do you see in, in Latino voters, young Latino voters? Uh, a big spike. I mean, immigration is a huge issue right now. Economic equity is a huge issue. Education is a very big issue. And these are all on the table on the ballot right now. So one of my long time, and I'll, let's be straight here, and my concerns about Rock the Vote is too reliant on on celebrities and mm-hmm. and and, uh, and it, I was always kind of oh, who cares what Madonna says about voting and such like that um, and I noticed that on National Voter Registration Day the other day you guys had an ad that had uh, several celebrities on there from mostly from HBO shows right that's correct and um, they said nothing uh, mm-hmm. there was just um, their image there and uh, it said because I, there, there's because you know studies say that there's not much that celebrity endorsements can do but this in this ad it was just what seven or eight uh, celebrities and at the end what's the tagline here um it says that right now there's only one voice that needs to be heard yours, yours. Mm-hmm. what tell us about how that ad came together was that a reaction to like you know celebrity endorsements or bullshit type of thing or i think or well i think what's interesting and when you think of rock the vote you think of, most people think of them tv days right and that's all pre-internet right and um the internet has changed everything right um including <laughs> the the news industry um yes. and so um, and so with that, also celebrity has changed and, and how young people actually interact and, and view celebrities, certainly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think uh, celebrities and heroes and, and have a place to have a role to play, certainly in highlighting things mm-hmm. and being an amplifier of resources that exist. Um, but uh, there is certainly, you know, a big part of it is young people actually don't feel like their voices matter or that their one vote counts mm. and when young people want to be part of a collective and so part of this is saying like this is your future mm. right this is your voice is actually important um it's not going to be uh any one of our celebrity voices that actually go right. there you know go there and make the decision it's it's yours but was that a reaction to like the the, the kind of pushback against because you guys did an ad a couple years ago and it found out that some of the people in the ad hadn't registered uh, before your time, yes. to be yeah. fair. Before your time. We'll, we'll get you off the hook <laughs> No, no, that no, one. that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, young people want something real, too, yeah. right? I think I think that's the other thing is you can make something that's um, very entertaining, um, but, you know, is entertaining but doesn't necessarily drive impact. And so that's what we are very focused on impact. And sometimes that's not the sexiest thing, right? Sometimes it's actually civics education. And that's actually one of the programs that we've we just launched is um, Democracy class. So this is an actual yeah. class in school, mm-hmm. correct? I That's mean, right. I mean, yeah. do you get credit for this class? Or it's, like, it's a unit. It's a unit. It's, like, uh, it's not, yeah, I was going to okay. say it's not a semester long. Okay. It's, um, it's yeah, just like a so, unit in history class or social studies, correct? Or right. Yeah. I mean, it can be taught anywhere, right? So that's the beauty of it is if someone has an after school program or if someone has a Sunday class or whatever they want to do, they they can just download this and use it. Um, You've been doing this for years, but what's different about this one? Yeah. So democracy class was launched in 20. 10. We have completely re- revamped it. It's the first time it's going to be taught this close to election day. So we used to teach it in March. Um, but what we found is young people, you know, 
hear what's going on around them, but don't necessarily have the understanding um, to engage in it, and they want to. Um, and so Democracy Class is a, a free curriculum that we provide. That There's a core curriculum that's just a one period um, that teaches about the history and importance of voting. And then there are additional modules that, that educators can use that cover topics like modern day voting rights, um, the importance of local elections, and then a civics action lesson on um, an issue affecting the community. And uh, so this year we worked to expand that. We partnered with Teaching Tolerance out of the Southern Poverty Law Center to mm -hmm. update and expand that curriculum. And then we worked to build a coalition of over 100 partners um, and also have been doing a city challenge to get this in school districts. So we um, were able to secure um, Los Angeles Unified School District, Philadelphia, and Baltimore, who have all signed on to have this taught in over 2,000. In total, it'll be over 2,000 schools. And why is Teaching Tolerance, is that, the, is that a new component to this? And, and why are you putting that in this yeah, year? Yeah, absolutely. Because of all yeah. the stuff that's been Yeah, going? so Teaching Tolerance, um, there were kind of two initiatives. One, we wanted to make sure that the curriculum, and exp especially as we expand the curriculum, it's inclusive, right? Um, and it's more than just surface level. Um, but then also, um, Teaching Tolerance has an amazing uh, track record with curriculum development and a network of teachers. And um, when, but when you, and you talk to young people and you, you put together something like this, what is the greatest reason... The, the, the most prominent reason, I should say, why they don't vote. Why, when, when you ask young people, why aren't you voting, what do they say? Uh, Besides the, stamps and yeah, no, the biggest, uh, you know, the the biggest thing I say is it comes back to of of young voters don't participate at the same rates as older voters because they're new voters and we forget that, and they're unfamiliar with the process. They are um, very self conscious about their understanding about our government. It all mm. really comes back down to knowledge. Right? Mm. And while that is not your celebrity, <laughs> it is yeah. very, very important work. Um, and so that's what we're digging into. And this is something that we have wanted to do for a very long time. This year, we also uh, were able to secure a sponsor, American Eagle, who is actually based out of Pittsburgh. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> but, um, it reminds me they, we have to return something to the market right. that I forgot. Thank you. For <laughs> but they are digging into this work you know, with us and understand that education is a, is a very big part of why young people don't participate. And uh, there are other breaking news we have to have. The yes. reason you're here in the Bay Area and uh, we'll be in Oakland, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. soon, is mm -hmm. you're working on something with the Warriors. Yeah, the actually. Three-time yeah. champion <laughs> Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah, we actually have two. Well, and I didn't even get into the other the other piece, but yes, um, we the Warriors have a, been a very great partner of Rock the Vote, um, and they invited us to actually um, talk to the players uh, at their practice and register the players and talk to them about using their platforms. Oh, and what you've already done that? Uh, we we did do it, um, and there is more to come, and we can share that eventually. Okay. But yes. how, how many yeah. how many of the players are <laughs> registered to vote? Um, I'm more happy. I don't know that I kept can, count. Can you say fifty percent? I didn't. I didn't keep counts, but one of the things we did is those who are already registered, um, we also have a, a registration status yes. tool in which players could look to see if they are registered. And in some cases, they weren't on the rolls. And in some cases, they were even when they thought they, they were, you know. Um, and so that's an important piece, too. And so it's What mm -hmm. did Steve Kerr say? He's been a very, uh, he's the Warriors coach. Uh, he has been very vocal politically uh, and on other social issues. What did he add to this conversation? Uh, he has been very vocal. Um, and and he very much is, you know, he's an amazing leader, uh, not just for his team, but for the entire space and athlete 
<clears throat> professional athlete um, world as well. Um, he's, you know, he's uh, thinks what a lot of us do is this is probably the most important midterms of our election mm-hmm. or our, of our lifetime. And um, it's critical that he and the team use their platform to actually get engaged and be a resource. And you said one, you had one other thing you want. Yeah, another program the other, I was going to say about. the other thing sort of relevant to, to the Bay Area is actually uh, we have a very strong partnership with Levi's, mm-hmm. um, who's based here as well. And um, I don't know if you saw the video that they also put out a national voter registration day. I have not, um, no. Yeah, so um, basically it's a 30-second spot um, and uh, to the backdrop of Aretha Franklin's um, freedom mm-hmm. and um, shows different sort of um, different people from different backgrounds, different countries who basically the, the idea that we have this freedom to actually self-determine, right? right. That, that we have we a democracy and we yes. take it for granted and yeah. um, we are empowered to actually decide that. And they are also uh, have an employee program that's very impressive where they've actually, we've been working with them to train voting captains at their locations really? for, yeah, from everything from retail to distribution centers and their offices. These are people, when you say voting captains, people who go to the polls and are the people there who are... Well, or, they, or they do have the option yeah so they're kind of different programs so one they're registering their employees but also their customers and retail stores um yep they have trained um we've worked with them to train employees to be voting captains actually within their own uh location so someone who basically helps to register other voters within their distribution center some of their distribution centers are hundreds of people i can't i don't think i've ever seen a uh retail outlet vote registering people is that unusual so that's something we uh, started piloting in 2016 um, mm-hmm. and we have a couple partners who are doing it now so we have mm-hmm. Tom's Shoes okay. um, American Eagle and uh, Levi's are, are the main uh, retailers who okay. are doing that work um, so if, when you look back <coughs> Rock the Vote's been around so how many years now? nearly oh. 30 oh my goodness Jeez. Right? now I feel <laughs> old for the second time in the podcast when I said, uh, to be honest with you, I, when I said uh, telling friends that you were going to be on, they said, it's rock the vote. Is that still a thing? What do you, you probably run into some of that now because when you've become establishment over so many years, what do you tell them about how rock the votes evolved and, and where you're at right now? Yeah, so many people, like I said, think of us as the MTV. Yes. Right, as the children uh, of MTV. Right. Yep, exactly. Um, and and the because of the internet and because of the things that we are forced to do in order to do our work, we have had to morph into a very different, into something very different. Um, and it is much more behind the scenes. So it's a lot of the, um, you know, working to make our election system more modern and more yeah. streamlined uh, that works for young people. So that's a lot of that civic technology. Um, it's a lot of the, you know, digital, being a digital resource um, creating an election center and pulling all of that data together um, and then um, messaging it. And so we do a lot of message testing um, and working with our media and entertainment partners to actually get those messages out. Uh, we also work with uh, athletes. That's a new, more mm-hmm. newer program for us um, in organizing teams and athletes and players associations. Um, it is educate, you know, it's democracy class. So one might know about democracy class, but not necessarily know that Rock the Vote the the power behind that. Um, Our technology, just to go back to that, I mean, people don't realize we actually power, uh, I would say, when the 
large partners you might know of is When We All Vote, which is the Michelle Obama um, and uh, Lynn Miranda and Chris Paul and um, that initiative, the March for Our Lives. We power all of that voter registration, the Women's March. Um, So we're very much behind the scenes now in a lot of ways. Backstage as opposed to front stage with the celebrity endorsements. Yeah, that's right. And then working with brands a lot of times on these employee and customer engagement opportunities. Okay. Carla, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank Carolyn DeWitt for coming on the podcast today. I'd like to thank Fernando Diaz, our managing editor for digital, for producing today's podcast. And remember, whether you know how to buy postage or not, it's all political. <laughs>